And you've dialed in the Pac-Man podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint. And if there was ever a time to be patriotic in America, it is now because our country is under assault. Our world is under assault. This world, as we know it, has been given over to the devil. Those of us who are Christians, we know that. Over the weekend, rapper and singer Little Nas X launched a new pair of sneakers, shoes. I don't know what he's calling them. They're, well, they're called Satan shoes. I mean, this, this evil is right in our faces every day. And they're getting more brazen with it. They, don't, they know that their time is short. The devil knows his time is short. But these new Satan shoes feature a bronze pentagram, an inverted cross, and a drop of real human blood. I'm looking at a piece here from CNN. Speaking of evil, but these black and red sneakers are part of a collaboration between Lil Nas and this art collective in New York City called MSCHF, and they were made using Nike Air Max's 97s, although Nike is trying to distance itself from the design. So these uh, limited edition sneakers, oh, by the way, Nas had only 666 pairs of these made. Obviously, there's a significance to that number. And the shoe's air bubble sole contains 60 cubic centimeters. For those of you who can't break that down, that would include me. What's a centimeter? Who cares? Just say it's two ounces. Basically, it's roughly two fluid ounces of red ink and one drop of human blood, according to the collective, MSCHF. These sneakers are priced at $1,018. Now, why 1018 because it references a Bible passage, Luke 10, 18, that reads, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Little Nas has already fallen, and he's going to fall a lot further, in my view. So the blood, according to, again, CNN, had been provided by members of this art collective. They're all demented. They're, they're headed for hell. They don't know it. And they, they said that we'd love to sacrifice for our art. It's like, all right. Yeah, you know, it's a free country, semi-free. I couldn't believe when I heard this. This little Nas, whose real name, whose real name is uh, Montero Lamar Hill, posted the video. I didn't see the entire video. There's a, there's a very disturbing image in the video of Nas in a compromising position with Satan. I guess he kills Satan in the video. I'm not going to watch it, but he's dancing provocatively. He's homosexual, by the way, Nas, which shouldn't really... Just, you know, surprise you at this point. But then he kills the devil and then removes the devil's horned crown and assumes it for himself. I mean, he's making no bones about it. He's possessed. And he's flat out said, I'm coming after your children. And the kids, I have two teenage girls. I have one son who's about to be a teenager. They know, they're very familiar with Lil Nas. We don't, we monitor what they listen to. But it's, there's an assault on innocence. And it's been going on for decades. The devil wants our children. Every day we're faced with this, whether it's in school, whether it's on TV, videos, on their iPhones. You have to monitor what your kids are looking at and, looking at and, and watching and, and, and listening to. 666 pairs of these sneakers and Satan's shoes, whatever he's calling them. And we, we sit back and we say, oh, that's, you know, okay. It makes news for a day and then on we go. Well, I'm telling you, you have to know what you're up against. Most Americans and most people don't know what they're up against. We're in a spiritual battle. 
as it says in the, the book of Ephesians. So you, those of you who are Christian, I shouldn't presume that everybody who's listening to this is a Christian or is familiar with with the, the, the uh, Bible passage, but in the book of Ephesians, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he writes in chapter 6, verse 12, beginning in verse 10, actually, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. That scripture verse, I think, encompasses everything we're facing here in this country, whether it's this ridiculous pair of shoes, Satan shoes, or what, whatever we're working, uh, wherever we're up against. And I, we're going to be up against a lot more, frankly. It's going to get worse before it gets better. The Bible tells us that. But pe most people are walking around blindly to this. They think, well, it's all Joe Biden's doing, or it's Obama, or it's this one or that one. Yes, I mean, they haven't helped matters, but they're doing the devil's bidding. They're, they're what we call useful idiots. They're the ones walking around blindly. I'm going to segue here into the other disturbing story. The first two stories, they're all disturbing. I wish I had better news for you. But I mean, the White House is actually working on a COVID-19 vaccine passport initiative that you would need to get the COVID vaccine proof that you've been vaccinated if you want to travel, if you want to go to sporting events. And even if you want to dine out, you're going to need this. You're going to need proof that you've been vaccinated. It's like it's like the mark of the beast. A lot of Christians think. I'm not sure I believe it's that, although it, it smacks of that. So this report, I'm looking at a piece here in Newsmax by Solange Rainier, or Rainier. This report comes as uh, major U.S. airlines and nearly 30 travel and labor groups are pushing the president to develop a standardized government-backed credential to accelerate safe economic activity and recovery. Economic activity? Most economic activity is us going out shopping. Two-thirds of it of the economy is based on that kind of economic activity. And I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. Again, it's on Newsmax. You can go anywhere for it. I think it's Newsmax, yeah. I mean, um, and they're selling it as to make sure that everybody's safe. And they want it simple and free and open and everybody has access to this, this, this paper, this uh, both digitally and, and paper. And they, they say they want to protect people's privacy. But I'm not sure what this is all about. I'm just looking at this for the first time. But this smacks of something that's almost biblical in proportion. You're going to need this proof that you had the vaccine if you want to fly or go to sporting events or eat out. I don't like the sounds of it. I'm sure we're going to hear more about it. But, you know, the other things take headlines you know all the the uh the websites can talk about yahoo news as derek chauvin's uh trial for killing uh george floyd that's all eyes are on derek chauvin's trial no they're not my eyes aren't on it it's unfortunate that that george floyd was killed but he was a lifelong criminal he died because he was fighting arrest he would not comply with officers requests. I mean, that's all there is to it. But all eyes are not on Derek Chauvin's trial. 
the media wants to always deflect and get your attention focused elsewhere. You know, Biden's pushing for gun control. I wrote a piece up on the, the BMGnetwork.com. That's going to be big this week. You know, we're going to pass common sense gun control bills. And I mean, I know they want to ban high capacity magazines and they want to expand federal background checks, but there are already background checks in place. The Boulder shooter, guy who killed 10 people, uh, legally purchased that AR-15. I guess he doesn't have a criminal record. He certainly does now. He should get the death penalty. That's what he gave to his victims. I'm glancing and blowing again. If you want to, uh, you can go to you know any number of uh, websites to check this stuff out. And I was reading something, I think it was Friday, that the president's plan to house illegal immigrants in hotels are costing us $72,000 per border crosser. It's unbelievable. We heard about the hotel facilities and how much it's going to cost us, like nearly $87 million in total. That's going to be spent on roughly 1,240 beds. And the cost to us taxpayers, again, $72,000 or nearly $72,000 per border crosser, paid for by us, our tax dollars. So we're basically, we're a co-conspirator in one of the largest smuggling schemes in history. That's what Andrew Young, excuse me, Andrew Arthur wrote, and he's a fellow with the Center for Immigration Studies. And the DHS, they can say the border is closed and they're sending back adults, but they're accepting children only. When they say children, they're saying basically anybody under the age of 18. Most of these quote-unquote children are between the ages of 15 and 17. They're not five-year-olds or six-year-olds. They're young men in, in most cases. And a lot of these people have not been vaccinated. Some of them, no doubt, are infected with the COVID. And there were nearly 900 of these people picked up at the border. And some of them hardened criminals, sex offenders, stopped at the border. Biden doesn't tell you that, though. His administration is blocking reporters from taking pictures of what's going on there. They don't want us to know what's going on there. So back to this report, and I think it's from Newsmax. There's a group called, uh, it's a nonprofit organization called Endeavors based in San Antonio, Texas, and it provides temporary shelter and processing services for families who have not been expelled and are therefore placed in immigration proceedings for their removal from the U.S. That's according to one of our so-called officials. They'll eventually, we're told anyway, be sent packing. Not right away. But these hotels have been used as detention facilities. And uh, the DHS placed more than 600 unaccompanied minors. Again, most of these kids... I won't call them kids, they're young adults between the ages of 15 and 17. They were apprehended at the border in 25 hotels in three states before their expulsion. Now, I heard some report over the weekend that said, well, this went on under the Trump administration. Well, last February, Donald Trump was still in office. There were 36,000 border crossings in the month of February. This past February, there were over 100,000 illegal border crossings, almost three times as much as what happened last February under, under President Trump. The border is open. It's not closed. I don't see how this is so complicated. I mean, you, you, you firm up the border. We've heard this from every administration going back to the 80s, since Reagan. People are entering the, the, the country illegally. Well, don't let them. Put armed guards there if you have to. I'm not saying shoot them dead, but just don't allow them into the country. Trump build, built a portion of that border wall. That's good. It's not completed, 
but I forget how many hundreds of miles have been constructed thus far. It needs to be completed. Now, I know Biden's not going to be the one who does it. Maybe Trump will be the one to complete the border in 2024 or start the process again. This is, uh, it's not complicated to me. I'm not a border agent. I'm not, a, I'm not in the Oval Office. I mean, I'm not part of the West Wing. But it's, uh, it shouldn't be that difficult to figure out. Don't let people in. You can't enter Mexico illegally. You can't cross their border and set up shop and get free health care and free education, free this and free that. It doesn't work that way. Only in America does it work that way. A couple of minutes left. I want to make mention of this before we go. Uh, this came out late last week, and I found this somewhat amusing, sad in a way. But the vice president of San Francisco's school board was the author of these racist tweets against Asian Americans back in 2016. Allison Collins, who, by the way, supports Black Lives Matter, naturally, accused Asians of white supremacist thinking or supremacist thinking and likened them to, quote, a house N, N-I, you know the rest of it, blank, 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 E-R. Can you imagine a house N is how she referred to Asian Americans? But she's a liberal. She can get away with it. She's not going to resign. She's refusing to resign. But according to the National File, Collins wrote, in fact, many Asian Americans actively promote these myths. They're, they use white supremacist thinking to assimilate and get ahead. They're white supremacists? By the way, speaking of that, and she, she sits there on the board. She's the president of the San Francisco School Board, San Francisco, because they're all nuts out there. They denounced her. They all denounced her. But, you know, she made the tweet comparing Asian Americans to house ends. And she did so with impunity, evidently. They should send her behind packing, but they won't. By the way, these shootings, mass shootings, the one in Atlanta last week or the week before last, again, eight people were killed, six of them Asian Americans, and we heard all kinds of reports. It's the result of white supremacy. A week ago today, there was a shooting in Boulder. All 10 victims were white. Somebody referred to that as, again, white supremacy. Ten white people were shot dead. Now, we hear there it's open season on Asians all of a sudden, and that's unfortunate. Some Asian Americans have been killed, like the ones in Atlanta. But most of the attacks against Asian Americans are committed by blacks, not whites. I got news for you. That's a fact. That's according to the federal government. Look, at the, look it up. Federal statistics. Don't lie. And as far as the ten victims in Boulder, they were all white. Are, are, is that shooting or those shootings? Are they the result of white supremacy? Just a little side note there. All right, we have to run here. But before I do, let me tell you, if you're in the process of getting together a podcast, it's not difficult. If you have a mic, you have a voice, you have something to say, and you can say it well, you're in business. Maybe you've been thinking about it, haven't gotten started yet. But let me tell you, Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast. Not only that, but Buzzsprout will get your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players, that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a lot more. So why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world? All you have to do is follow the link in this show's notes and get started today. Plus, if you sign up for a paid plan, they will give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, all you do is follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, Ted Flint, Patriotic American Citizen, or Pac-Man for short, sent you Buzzsprout, the easiest way 
to launch a podcast. And speaking of podcasts, we have a number of great ones on our website, the bmgnetwork.com. We have the Ken Burns Show. We have the Ken and Mike Show. We have Miked Up with Mike Hansen. We have Set Apart with Kristen Coons. And we have this program, the Pac-Man Podcast. And we have uh, columns up on uh, the website for your reading pleasure. We have the Pack Perspective that I try to do at least one column a week, perhaps more than one if the if the mood hits me. But they're all done uh, through a, a, a Christian perspective. That's the lens through which we do the work here at the BMG Network. We all love God. We love our country. We want to preserve what we have, the freedoms that were uh, given to us by our founders. And they're under attack at every minute of every day. And I think most people don't know that. If you listen to this program on a regular basis, you know that. So check us out, thebmgnetwork.com. Thanks for listening, folks. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more information about the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. <laughs>